Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's Meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public sessions and meetings. To comply with the governor's proclamation declaring a state of emergency in Maryland to minimize the person-to-person -person spread of COVID-19, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in these county hearings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our QAC website at www.qac.org live or on QAC TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to www.qac.org public comment. To maintain public health protocols, seating will be limited to accommodate social distancing guidelines. If you have respiratory symptoms such as fever, cough, and or shortness of breath, please refrain from attending the meeting and notify a health care provider. We acknowledge everyone's participation by attending and you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person at the end of the meeting. If you care to speak, please sign the information table at the information desk at the, in the meeting room here. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. And uh, we will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, this evening we are here. Uh, I'm Todd Mon, the County Administrator for Queen Anne's County, and we are here to present the Queen Anne's County, Queen Anne County Commissioner's proposed fiscal 22 budget. And we have a presentation here, a very short presentation to give an overview. Uh, on the um, title slide, you see our Commission Presidents, our Commission uh, members uh, listed. We have uh, Commissioner Corcorino, our President from District 4, seated in the center here. We have Commissioner Jim Moran from District 1. Next to him on his right, followed by on his right, uh, Commissioner Steve Wilson, District 2. Over uh, Commissioner Corcorino's left, we have Phil Duminell from District 3. And uh, on his left, Jack Wilson from District 1. Did I say what I say? One? Excuse me. Uh, so, Commissioners, if you'd like to sit in the front here while we do the presentation. Or stand. Yeah, that's fine. Make yourselves comfortable. Also, I wanted to highlight on this uh, title slide, our county budget in its entirety is at our, on our webpage. There is a web link here on this title sheet that shows uh, that web link. So if you want to dive deeper into our fiscal 22 budget, you're welcome to do so. And I would encourage you to go there to look at any other information. Tonight's presentation will be brief and uh, provide the highlights of our proposed budget. So we'll see, oh, oops. Okay, uh, the introduction. Uh, our budget obviously is to continue to demonstrate sound financial management for Queen Anne's County citizens, providing responsible services to all of our residents. Uh, our budget reflects recommendations from our Spending Affordability Committee, uh, compliance with policies on our debt management structure, maintenance of a healthy rainy day fund and our fund reserve, which have been untouched even as a result of the pandemic, using our fund balance and PAYGO funds to reduce proposed capital debt, and our, I will mention our proposed uh, FY22 capital budget reflects a bond sale of $7.7 which was reduced from $14 million in this year's proposed uh, six-year capital plan. We've also developed a sustainable path through 2030, 
uh, for Board of Ed operations uh, to address the impacts of the Kerwin Commission results uh, and those uh, ongoing Board of Education funding efforts for their operations. Our budget is also consistent with our county AAA bond rating, which we are uh, extremely proud of. I can get this to go. Here we go. Um, this demonstrates uh, very great strength across major credit factors, our strong economy here locally, large reserves, our affordable debt burden, uh, and that we've experienced that over the past nine years. So we're very proud of our AAA bond rating here in Queen Anne's County. Some highlights from the FY22 budget. Number one, our tax rate will remain the same this year. Our property tax rate is 0.8471 per $100 of assessed value. Our income tax rate also will be flat at 3.2%. We are showing some budget growth from fiscal 21, about 7.3%, $143 million from fiscal 21. This current year, we are proposing $154.4 million budget in fiscal 22. Income tax and property tax makes up the lion's share of our revenue sources at 86.3% of our total county revenue. And income tax revenue is projected to grow by 16.8% and property tax revenue by about 2.6% over fiscal 21. There we go. This next slide just gives you a perspective of where we stack up in the state of Maryland. This shows all of the county real property tax rates uh, for our jurisdictions in the state and our yellow bar there near the uh, bottom of the list. We are the fourth lowest uh, tax rate in Maryland. Some budget highlights, uh, Board of Education leading off. We have funded those uh, Board of Education operations at $1.3 million above the maintenance of effort, and that is despite declining enrollment this current uh, year. Uh, we had proposed that funding at a level to provide eligibility for additional state funding of $3.1 million for their operations. The budget also includes funding for new employee recruitment and retention actions. We are requesting a employee compensation increase of 2% along with pay for, pay for performance. We have 20 new positions that are planned across eight county departments ranging from entry level to leadership positions to ensure continuity of operations. We've increased the allocation to our volunteer fire companies by 5%, our public libraries by 4.1%. We've shifted $1 million for vehicle replacements in various departments across the county from the capital budget to the operations budget to conserve on debt. And our budget includes as an enhancement funding for body-worn cameras for our office of the sheriff. Oops. And my clicker batteries are maybe getting a little bit low. Okay, here we go. This is a pie chart showing our proposed uh, revenue by source. This gives you a visual perspective of the, the major revenue streams that we get for our proposed budget this next year of 154.4. Income tax coming in at 40%, property tax at 47%, followed by other local taxes at about 9% overall. The next slide shows a breakdown of those uh, values for each of those revenue sources, revenue streams. As you can see at the top there, we have our FY20 actuals, the FY21 budget numbers. The third column is our FY22 numbers. And you can see at the top there, property taxes, income taxes, followed by the other taxes that we receive, including hotel taxes, 
recordation taxes, which is the third highest at $7 million for this coming year, uh, and other associated fees. This next slide shows the expense side of the equation, and this gives you a perspective of where the money goes. Again, the, uh, the budget is $154.4 million in education, and the blue sector to the right-hand side uh, provides the largest uh, section of the budget at 40%, followed by uh, public safety at 11%, which is emergency services and our detention center, public works at 8%, and we have a large grouping of other agencies that we fund, we'll get into those in a minute, um, at 15%. So it gives you a visual perspective of where the, the revenue is expensed. This next series of slides uh, shows all of the county agencies and departments and uh, the amount of money they get. Also very similar to the earlier slides where we show the prior years, the FY21 budget, the FY22 proposal, and the change between 21 and 22. First we have county administration, which includes budget and finance, human resources, to name a few, economic development, community services, our office on aging, housing, community development, planning and zoning, public safety, Next slide shows Public Works. They have a very uh, large array of uh, divisions, including Animal Services, which does have a, an increase there. We've had a very successful year at Animal Services. With the, even with the pandemic, uh, adoptions were very high, so they've been very busy. Parks and Recreation is followed, following them. They include uh, two enterprise accounts for the uh, airport here on Kent Island and the golf course, Blue Heron Golf Course, enterprise accounts. And then we have the other agencies that we fund, which include the Office of the Sheriff, Orphan's Court, Circuit Court, Health Department, Social Services, uh, Board of Elections, to name a few. And then we have several other uh, debt categories and other categories for expenses. We have debt service on bonds for Board of Education and General County Government, and then other expenses for insurances, uh, other post-employment benefits and contingencies to round out the budget. The next series of slides shows our fiscal 22 budget enhancements. Each year we meet with our county departments, uh, our team with budget and finance, and we review their requests. The first column shows what they had requested. The final two columns show what was actually funded. Uh, to give you an example, for animal services, for example, we have, they requested $188,291 in total for new, new equipment and manpower and supplies, and we elected to fund them at 66,500. So the green boxes on this chart basically show the vehicles which were shown as enhancements that came over from capital. The uh, brown boxes are new positions or position transfers from part-time to full-time and the blue boxes indicate supplies, materials and other expenses. Uh, on that slide as well you can see emergency services were converting some uh, part-time paramedics to full-time this, this next year and adding a few public safety dispatchers on that slide. On this slide we show um, the same all across the departments. We have public works with some additional uh, staffing for uh, drainage improvements and uh, in inspectors. We have the fire protection grouping on this as well showing the 5% allocation increase and some other supplies and material increases for fire protection. This next slide shows our IT department, our new IT department, and a new IT director position, public library, parks, property management. And lastly, we have the office, oops, office of the sheriff, and this also shows, again, the, uh, the enhancement for the body-worn cameras at 176,000. 
for a total uh, overall enhancements of $3.3 million included in the FY22 budget. Okay, moving into capital, that concludes operations. Our capital budget is $32.2 million, leading off again our Board of Education, $6.5 million for a new central office, roof replacement at Canard Elementary School, building assessment projects, health suite expansion, technology plan, additional security measures, transportation enhancements, new furniture and playground replacements. The Kent Island Library is next at $1.7 million, which is ongoing here on Kent Island, as we know. That'll conclude this year. Parks and Recreation at $2.6 million, which includes a Terrapin Nature Preserve Ranger Station and Bathroom, Athletic Field Lighting for Old Love Point Park, Playground Equipment at Route 18 Park, Volunteer Fire Companies is next at $625,000, YMCA $500,000, that's a multi-year project as well. They propose to break ground this year. Emergency Services $500,000 for Public Safety Dispatch Upgrades, which is a continuing project there. Detention Center Renovation and Expansion, $4.3 million, which is uh, slated for construction in FY23, and that is largely uh, grants. Public Sewer Extension from Sellersville to Barclay, $4.9 million, also grants, and the Southern Kent Island Sewer System Phases 2 and 3, continuation of that project, $3.3 million, and that is water quality loans. So those, those last two projects are, are not general fund. They are grants and enterprise accounts, but they are included in our capital planning. The funding sources that we have for our capital this year, PAYGO transfer from general fund 2.1 million, grants of over 10 million, a bond sales I mentioned earlier of 7.7 .7 million, operation funds at 600,000, capital fund balance 4 million and other funding sources 7.4 million which include uh, POS, public uh, open space monies, USDA grants, et cetera, uh, for the other funding sources. Okay, now this next series of slides shows all of the FY22 capital budget items by funding sources, the sources that I just mentioned across the top, PAYGO grants, bonds, operating funds, fund balance, other, et cetera. On the left-hand side, the, uh, the project description, so I'm not going to go through all these in total. I will highlight a few. We did include the um, uh, project here for the Cloverfields Drainage Enhancement Study. Um, this next slide shows the Kent Island Library there, partway down at $1.7 million in bonds, including that out this year. Next slide shows our listing of Board of Education projects and our parks projects. Next we have, there we go. This is uh, largely our enterprise accounts, our water and sewer accounts and our public landings, which are also enterprise accounts. So that uh, kind of rounds out our fiscal 22 capital budget project by funding source slide series. Then we have another very similar slide series uh, for those that want to look ahead. This is our six-year capital budget for planning purposes. We show the FY22 projects. And then in addition to that, we show all the projects that are contemplated or proposed from fiscal 23 through fiscal 27 by department. So there are a number of slides here that are here for your reference. And this gives us a blueprint and a planning perspective of where we want to be over the next five years so that we can manage and prepare our budgets uh, going into the future where we have larger expenditures planned for new schools, for example, and uh, building construction projects.
So that is a summary, a very quick summary of the overall budget. Some important dates upcoming. We're obviously here on May 10th, Bayside Elementary School for hearing number one. We have uh, an encore performance tomorrow night at our commissioner meetings on May the 11th, followed by the third and final performance May the 12th at Southernsville Elementary School, or Middle School, excuse me. Uh, final budget work session is on May the 18th, a week from tomorrow. We'll make any final adjustments and then we prepare to, we'll be prepared to adopt our budget, county commissioner's budget on or by June the 8th. And that concludes our presentation. We are ready now to receive any public comments. So if the commissioners want to come on back up to the front, we can take any public comment this evening. Okay. That's a correction. I, uh, I think I, I misspoke earlier. Commissioner Jim Moran is our commissioner at large. Um, seated there next to Commission President Chris Corcorino. So, has anybody signed up to speak? Okay. Okay, our first uh, speaker will be Tracy Schultz from Chester, Maryland. Good evening, and it's good to see such a small crowd tonight. Uh, I think the crowd's not here because you're doing a good job, and that's why I'm here tonight is to tell you all how much appreciate what you're doing. You never get paid enough to do the job that you're doing, I can tell you that. Um, but from the fire companies, appreciate all the support that you give the fire departments have given us, and this year with the COVID, how much support you've given the businesses in the community and all that stuff. So just here tonight to say you've been good stewards of our money, it's good to see a good reserve, rainy day fund, keep up the good work with that. I think it's good to have because you never know what's going to come pop up like this past year and stuff. But I just want to thank you all for everything that you've done over the years and keep up the good work. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Our second presenter or speaker is, um, I apologize for this, it's kind of hard to read, is it? Is it? Benoit Cossart from Benoit, uh, Benoit Cossart, okay. From Shipping Creek. From Shipping Creek, okay. Recently moved into the areas and appreciate uh, the documents that you sent. And I had a question. I guess there's one figure that caught my eye is the year-on-year -year comparison uh, proposed budget versus prior year. I think the letter mentioned sort of only a 7.3% increase, which kind of caught my attention because... <clears throat> I thought that was pretty large of an increase. And so in digging into the numbers, I guess my question is twofold. I see that out of the $10 million, and I guess that's on slide 13, $10 million increase, 10.5 between the two budgets, out of that 10, I see there's about 2 million for contingencies and another 2 million for transfer to capital slash other. So this is kind of an undefined area, and I was wondering whether you can comment on those two. They add up to four million, which is you know, 40 percent of the increase year on year. That's kind of substantial to be left as just other. And then there's a second part of my question, looking for what comes up to that 10 million, and that comes from the sheriff's office, 1.2 million. No, you mentioned the body-worn cameras, and I think that was something like 176,000. 
But this, we're talking about 1.2 million increase year on year. I'm wondering if you can comment on that. Thank you. All right. That concludes everybody that's signed up. Do we have anybody that has zoomed in? Okay. Well, that concludes our public comment period for this evening. Anybody have anything to say? Want to go first, Jay? Sure. Okay. So I'll, uh, thank you for coming out and asking those questions. So I can answer at least one of them off the top of my head. So on the sheriff's budget, I think you heard uh, uh, County Administrator Mon say we converted the um, uh, what we were using is putting under a capital expense uh, and long-term debt the sheriff's vehicles they've now been put over and operating so they're actually in there that's most of that increase falls underneath of that that the vehicle replacement systemic vehicle replacement is now an operational item so that one um, mm -hmm. as far as the 10 million so if you're new to the area last year's budget we cut considerably during COVID we actually did a basically a mid-year cut and we readjusted the budget to wait and see what the revenue did um, as is the case pretty much throughout the state of Maryland, most counties did better revenue-wise than was projected. So what you're seeing is the reflection. Our last year's budget really uh, pre-COVID was going to be about 148, 149. So that 7% increase is really a year-over-year -year where a drastic cut was made last year. So that's kind of what, it's kind of skewed to see it that way. So I hope that answered those two. Um, and I apologize, I was writing them as fast as you were asking, but I didn't get the other one, so hopefully somebody else got the other question and they can answer it for you. Thank you. I too just want to thank everybody that showed up for tonight. Um, thank you, Mr. Schultz, for your comments regarding attendance and uh, the fact that um, over the years we've worked hard to try to be good stewards of the taxpayers' money and hopefully this is a sure sign. Well, after the year that everybody had, um, I thought all of us were grateful that, you know, there was financially the county came out well um, and we were still able to provide essential services throughout the pandemic and support businesses and local fire departments, not raise your taxes. Um, and that's because of a lot of planning that's gone on um, even before my time when these gentlemen were here before me to make sure that the county is on good financial standing. And it's really important that we keep on that so that when the unexpected uh, pandemic happens, we're equipped to take care of that and without putting that on the backs of the county taxpayers. And that's something that's very important to us. I'm gonna echo what the, these three fine gentlemen to my left have said and let my esteemed colleague, Mr. Wilson, talk. I like to hope that uh, and think that uh, that when people don't like what you're doing and don't approve of the way government is proceeding, they come in and comment on it. And if that's the case, this is the most resounding round of applause any commissioner <laughs> said ever had. So uh, thank you all for uh, uh, watching the do and uh, my attendees, many gratitudes and uh, that's it from me. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Close.